Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. You sound confused about that, but I'm Ethan Edgehill, certainly. And we've gone back to World War II in the underground cities beneath Cairo. So grab your whip and don't eat the poison dates. You know, it's a date. You eat them. You eat them. Because today we're bringing you Raiders of the Lost Ark. The Indiana Jones movie, the first one. They're not numbered. I didn't know that. I was like, uh, I'd never seen these. They are not numbered. They This one did get renamed, though, just like all George Lucas movies eventually get renamed. What was it originally? Just Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. It is now Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Anyway, this is kind of cool. This movie was released June 12th, 1981. We're recording this on June 12th, 2018, exactly 37 years later. Uh, but how many days is that? Uh, I've got the number, Ethan. That's 13,514. 13, nope. Okay, you're saying. Yeah, this is my part. If listen, this is I say this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so shook. Uh, this was made on, I have no idea if this is a string budget, but it was really cheap for what we usually talk about. $18 million, uh, made $389.9 million worldwide. Now that's box office. That doesn't include toys and everything since. Uh, it was very well received. 95 critic, 96 a user on Rotten Tomatoes and 85 on Metacritic, which is one of the highest scored movies we've ever done. Yes. And it's one point lower on Rotten Tomato audience rating and the same Rotten Tomato critic rating as Empire Strikes Back. Which uh, most people would say is George, Luc- George Lucas's best movie. Empire Strikes Back? Empire Strikes Back, yeah. Really? And it Not- actually, it was three points higher on Metacritic than Empire. So you don't think it was better than, or you, th- you think it's better than Revenge of the Sith? Empire? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, like, ever even, have you ever even heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. <laughs> anyway, I've got uh, two negative reviews for this movie, actually, because I think that they both identified different reasons uh, why this is a great movie, and this is like the worst things people had to say about Raiders of the Lost Ark, is uh, Stanley Kaufman from the New Republic said, this picture is offering you a pact. You agree to be a kid again, in return for which Raiders will give you old-time movie thrills expressed in sleek, modern cinematic terms. No thanks. What? Uh, yeah, he he goes on in a very long article to talk about how Raiders of the Lost Ark is a trash movie because it makes you feel like a kid again. Weird. Yeah, it was super strange. And then, um, Pauline Kale from The New Yorker, our old friends over The New Yorker, these are both original reviews from 1981, by the way, says, The thrills are fully consumed while you're seeing this movie, and it's totally over when it's over. It's a workout. You feel as though you've, you've been to the desert digs at the the end of your mind is blank. At the end, your mind is blank. You're parched. You're puffing hard. You want relief. So all she's saying is, yeah, this movie's kind of heavy, which it wasn't, but whatever. Weird. Weird, so weird, weird. Those are the worst things people could find to say about Raiders of the Lost Ark is that it's a little bit heavy and it makes you feel like a kid. Oh, geez, Doc. This is heavy. So, uh, darn. Yeah, those sound like good reasons to like the movie. I have a positive review from Arthur Knight of The Hollywood Reporter. Now, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is saying this review came out today. I dug a little deeper. It came out a year ago today, um, but a June 12th review all the same. He says, it's all done with such a great spirit of high adventure and good humor that you don't even begin to count the corpses. The finale suggests that Ford's Indiana Jones character will soon be back with further adventures, and I'm all in favor of it. Which is a weird thing to say in 2017. Um, but it's a, it's a positive review. He's, he liked it. I suspect that that probably wasn't from June 12th, 2017. What? Uh, just because it sounds like it was written back in the day. It was. Pub- oh, look at that. The Hollywood Reporter's 1981 review. Published. Republished. Yeah. June 12th, 2017. For the 36th anniversary. Yeah. So that, that makes more sense. Uh, I just dug deeper. for I did that for you. 
So um, I find, yeah, because if somebody wrote that today, they would be like, it's great, but there's like a weird problem with the way that like every man treats women in this movie. Yeah, definitely. There's like, that was the only thing that I was like, oh, you can't just uh, (laughs) do that. You can't just be like, oh, I'm ripping your skirt off because the flames might get on it. (laughs) Because God told me to. Right. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So Uh, Tyler, this was your first time seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. What did you think? Give me, give me a binary. Binary is a one that's an easy call um but i here's what i'm gonna say and i don't have qualms i'm not mad at it i think it was very good i think it aged well except for what i just said but i did not enjoy it as much on my first viewing as i know i will enjoy it viewing it in the future so it's got high rewatchability but i think the first pass is not the best pass well if that makes sense it it, it does it absolutely does uh it's still a george lucas movie right like there's still problems yes it was a little bit more polished because it was directed by steven spielberg and it had you know an actual production team behind it kind of putting the the reins around him and being like hey george let's let's actually try on this one let's Mm. let's try to make it make sense and george is just like my movies always make sense what are you talking about yeah my movie's a genius (laughs) i am absolutely one of the greatest filmmakers of all time you can't tell me otherwise um i am looking now it looks like the girl that played marion karen allen yeah uh is not in the second two movies yeah she's not oh she was by far the most interesting character i mean she was great she was she was absolutely great uh she and it's it's i don't even know where, where i'm going with this um i don't know she she's great because she's like playing someone else's part what do you mean like she's dr ravenwood who we never really find anything else out about uh because i'm not acknowledging the, the fourth movie. Fourth movie was great. 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fourth movie was not great. I would rather watch uh, Revenge of the Sith. I think they scored very similarly. Uh, anyway, she's playing the part of, of Indiana Jones's like old partner and mentee, Adam Ravenwood, but she's a younger female than him and is still just pretty much giving him what, what is assumed to be the same treatment, the same help. I was under the impression that she was his student 10 years ago. She was. Okay. I, she was She I, was indie student. I won't lie. I did miss a lot of details towards the beginning. There's, and... well, hold, there's a scene missing. Really? Yeah. So do you want me to get into that now or you want to wait on it? or We can wait on it. Okay. Just remind, there's a scene missing from the beginning. That, that okay. Paramount cut in post that Steven Spielberg's still mad about. Okay. I mean, it was still great. Like, I, no. I'll say this. I, I didn't pay attention a lot during the exposition scenes like just the conversations um and that's on me i should have it's like a somebody that watches movies and pays attention <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I'll, I'll own up to that one but i don't feel like i missed much of the story no well i or mean didn't enjoy the it. story starts when they get to nepal really nepal yeah which wait, i thought they were in like south africa and then egypt when was Nepal? Uh, that's where, where he picks up the, the headpiece, where he picks the girl up. Oh. She runs a bar South in Africa. Nepal. I thought I thought that was South America, not not Nepal. Uh, no. I know I said Africa a minute ago. There, there's a little, um, like, plane sequence where it flies into Nepal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yep. What do you think of the soundtrack? Because we didn't talk about the solo soundtrack, which I do want to mention. Uh, but We definitely soundtrack... talked about the solo soundtrack. We did? Yeah. I have no idea what we've talked about on this show. Yeah, we talked about the solo soundtrack. Because it fact, used... the only thing... Because the solo soundtrack, unlike Rogue One, used actual pieces and motifs from the original score from from the john right. williams right now i i will say this i like i was just saying i have no idea what we've ever said on this show but i do know that i once complained about five for four taquitos at 7-eleven yeah because people talk to me about that all the time <laughs> because it's like it's such an injustice man it's not good and i've been thinking maybe it's time 
we bring back injustice in America. Uh, you got an injustice for me? Well, I, you know, it's it's actually along a very similar vein. Okay. okay? So, 7-Eleven is trying to kill me. Here we go. Okay. So, not Put only Put on your tinfoil hats, people. Ty's got a conspiracy theory for you here about 7-Eleven of all places. Not only are taquitos still 5 for 4, but a power bar with 29 grams of sugar is cheaper than a complete cookie, and you can buy three Monster Energy drinks for the price of two. Now, I listen, I'm not a supporter of Monster, and this podcast does not support Monster, but one upon a time in my life today, I walked into a 7-Eleven. And do you know how many, like, how much do you die if you drink three Monster Energy drinks? How much sugar is in each one of those? Don't tell me this information. I'm going to find do out. Do not ask. Do not answer this question on this podcast. I'm going to find out. No. Actually, it's not as much as you think. No. One serving. Uh, I'm aware of how much sugar is in a Monster Energy. Per serving. There's one right here in front of me, as you can see. Per serving in this old can, it was 25 grams, and there are two servings per container. Uh, they've so just to they've give you knocked it down a little bit. It's only 2.1 or 21 uh, grams now. 21. But how many servings per container? It doesn't matter. Well, yes, it does. No, it doesn't. They're not going to change. They haven't changed the can size. With that one right in your hand, how many servings does it have in it? 2.5. Okay, so they have changed the can size. No, this is a, this, this had, is an import. Right. If you drink three of those... These are not two you, for... These are not three for two. Okay. The one I'm looking at, 25 grams, two servings per container. Is a 16-ounce monster. Three, if you drink three of those, it's 150 grams of sugar. I'm aware. Oh, that's enough to kill somebody. No, it's not. Probably not. But that's a lot of I sugar. I could definitely drink three monsters in a day, and I would be fine. I don't know, man. At that point, not I think like, you're having a problem. No, not if like, you also eat five taquitos... <laughs> I can't eat five taquitos, dude. I cannot put five taquitos in my body. If I get the five for four, it's because they don't have the, like, three for two wherever I am. And I'm just going to throw the other ones away. Because if I get two taquitos, it's going to be, like, 575. Yeah, it's absurd. Because the 7-Eleven uh, pricing makes no difference. As long as we're talking about 7-Eleven pricing, and we're on a good tangent here for a while, my girlfriend, <laughs> uh, much as I love her, just discovered recently that Gatorades are cheaper if you buy two of them. Are they really? Like, significantly cheaper. The Gatorades, usually everywhere, pretty much everywhere you buy them, in the whole world, are two for $3. The big, you yeah. know, the 32-ounce, th whatever it is, the Gator, you know what I'm talking about, the curvy bottle, the bottle yeah, that's got like a, like a shape, like an hourglass figure. Yeah, 32-ounce Gatorade, that you one. want to have much sugar in it? Don't, I don't care, we're not talking about sugar, it's not the point. <laughs> you, buy t you buy a Gatorade, you buy two Gatorades, for three dollars, or you can buy one Gatorade for like two sixty nine. And she walks out of Seven Eleven with one Gatorade, and I was like, "What did you just do?" She bought just one, just Gatorade. one, one Gatorade for the same price as two. That's ridiculous. It is. There's there's a lot more sugar in a Gatorade. In case you're curious, I really don't care. <laughs> You want to know? No. I drink very little Gatorade, to be honest with you. It's 56 grams. I drink mostly water. I also drink mostly water. I've got a smart water here. It's empty. I finished it. It has electrolytes. I have an injustice. You do? Yeah. Is it that my gym costs over $100 a and it doesn't have showers? No. Because but you're that's... getting ripped off. <laughs> Fun fact. What's what's your injustice, Ethan? What do you think my injustice is, Tyler? I'm just curious. Uh, is this like the elephant in the room thing they do on Dear Hank and John? No, I'm just wondering what you think I could be upset about that's happened in the past couple days. Um, I'll tell you what my injustice is, Tyler. IHOB. Is it a movie? IHOB. IHOB. What? Were they thinking? This is like two weeks old now, so it's probably not relevant anymore. You know but, what's... Oh yeah, my okay, gosh. In the moment when we're recording this, on June 12th, 2018, IHOB is the biggest thing in the whole world. You know why I'm pissed off at IHOB? It's because it's working. It's the well, stupidest because... thing I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. They and changed you know the name from IHOB to IHOB because now they're serving burgers. Which, who in their right mind has ever walked into a...
IHOP and said, I would like a hamburger, please. You don't go to IHOP for hamburgers. You go to IHOP to pay way too much money for pancakes. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the IHOP thing because you and I, not two weeks ago, talked about doing a, like, breakfast tour. Like, just going to a city and then, like, eating breakfast with some of our yolks. That's you, listener. Yeah. You're a yolk. And then, and then like, just hanging out for a while and just doing that at, like, an IHOP. IHOP. I hop. And now we can't do that. We're going to find a new chain. We're going to be ending up at Denny's, yeah, man. This millennial will never set foot in an IHOB or hop again until they change the name back. I'll probably go in. I'll probably find out. I haven't been, to be fair, I have not been to, I've been to one IHOP in the last like three years. Uh, and it was I, like almost a year ago. We used to do team meetings at the local IHOP. It was awful. Anyway, uh, IHOB is an injustice. And it's an injustice because it's working, because people are talking about IHOB. I mean, it's a crazy thing. It's like, what a crazy pants decision. They were like, like the breakfast place was like, you know what? We've been serving breakfast for a while. Let's change our name to International House of Breakfast. Burgers. Burgers. Forget breakfast. We're doing, we're doing meat on sandwiches now. And you know what? Somebody at like Waffle House, like East Coast Waffles Incorporated, whoever, whatever the, the franchising company for Waffle House is, is sitting there like, we've been selling burgers for years. So is IHOP. Have they? Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, I get I get a burger, like, 50% of the time I go to Waffle House. Do you really? Yeah, they have patty melts, dude. You know how many places sell patty melts? It's not that many. Dude, patty melt. You know, I think Denny's does, but I will not go to a Denny's. Yeah, I, I don't even know where to find a Denny's. You Denny's is like the, sure. Denny's is like the room of requirement. It's like you, you drive up and down the same strip of road three times looking for an, a restaurant that's open, and Denny's pops out of nowhere and goes, <laughs> hey, man, we got shitty food. Hey. Did you, um, I'm afraid Seamus listens to our show and he's going to get mad for this before we get back to Indiana Jones. You remember that time he made a video about did Harry find the room of requirement Yeah. in, in, in the first book? Yeah. I thought like that was common knowledge. I think it is. I think that's been confirmed. I, like that was yeah, one of those I, things where somebody like added JK Rowling and was like, Hey, did he do this? And she was like, yes. I thought, cause I remember, what is it? Order of the Phoenix? Yeah. Oop. 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 Where they go, go a lot. I thought. When that book came out, I was like, oh, the rumor requirement, that's weird. I can't believe it's never been brought up before. And somebody was like, it has. It was in... Well, it wasn't first. said. It was never said. Right, right. But I, I was just under the impression that that's where it was. I thought that was like an obvious connection. I mean... Speaking of connections, do you remember when in Iron Man 2... <laughs> we're all over the place now. You remember in Iron Man 2 when when uh, Whiplash was like, if you make God bleed, people stop believing in, in him. And then in Avengers Infinity War, Tony Stark made the Titan bleed. And he was like, oh, that for a drop of blood. What? <laughs> I do remember that. I'm just connecting things for you. And Gildor Lockhart is Justin Hammer. Boom. We're all over he's the place. He's just not. Oh, he's so he's, easy. He's Loki. Justin Hammer is Loki? No. Gildor Lockhart is Loki. I, I I think I love the character Gildor Lockhart. Gildor Lockhart is absolute Loki. I'm sorry. Like The, the whole like bending yourself to the situation, being whoever you need to be to get away with it in that situation, that's Loki's whole thing. Yeah, but Loki's got the capability. Lockhart doesn't. Lockhart has the capability? No. Like Loki is actually able to like fend off a bunch of ice giants and bring the Chitauri. Okay. Justin Hammer just makes crappy weapons. Okay, well, maybe not in the MCU, but in Norse mythology, Loki is pretty much the same character. Well, I'm not talking about Norse mythology. Well, I'm I am. About the MCU. It's hard to distinguish, man. It's, it, the characters are close enough that, like, there are parts of one that doesn't necessarily match up and parts of the other that doesn't necessarily match up, but, like, they pretty much match up for the most part. Well, and the cool thing about Norse mythology is that, like, there isn't a definitive Norse mythology. It's, like, whatever story you've chosen to 
yeah. read is like that's your version. Norse mythology is all, well. There's like there, like Norse mythology there is, there is, is, there's like, is it's, Tessa Netting's version of canon, right? It's it's, it's like, all fan fiction is all it is, right? It's, there's like a, there's like a set of characters and you, and like character sheets for them. It's like Loki has these traits, Thor has these traits. Chaotic neutral. Write your story. <laughs> Loki's the yeah the chaotic neutral. Absolutely. Yeah. You think chaotic neutral? Or you think chaotic evil? No, not evil. There's like I don't think there's like evil. actual evil. Man, we're all over the place. I want to talk about music. We talked about that briefly. This movie's soundtrack sounds literally exactly the same as A New Hope. So much so that when they did the like, I was like, that doesn't even fit in this movie. Doesn't sound like Star Wars at all. And I was, I was like, yeah, it sounds exactly the same. I never caught the because I've seen A New Hope a lot, and I've seen Empire a lot, and I've seen this a lot, and it's like I've never watched them close enough together or thought about it like that to the point where I caught it, and I was watching it last night, and I was just like, this is the same score. You just changed exactly. You changed the theme that was it yeah like at one point they did like like trumpet thing and i was like oh that's that trumpet thing what's up what's up and there's even like the cantina themes hitting in and out and like yeah no it's it's exactly the same i was like john williams and then i started then i started thinking about it i'm like what if john williams because like people talk about star wars about how many flaws it has and how much how many things we forgive are we the same way with john williams no we're not where it's just like I mean, yeah, Jurassic Park was was truly next level. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, the music for that whole movie, man, dude, that whole movie. I love Jurassic Park. This is a whole different topic, uh, but uh, in a similar topic, did you know that Jurassic Park lead actor Sam Neill was very nearly cast and actually was at one point cast to play Indiana Jones. Play the Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford was like the last choice. I believe well, it. No, he was. So he was Steven Spielberg's first choice, and George Lucas was like, no, absolutely not. Under no circumstances are we using Harrison Ford again. I just did American Graffiti and two Star Wars movies. We're not doing this again. And so they auditioned a bunch of different people. Uh, Steve Martin signed on for the role at one point, dropped out to play something else. Bill Murray dropped on or signed on oh, and then dropped out to man. play something else. Can you else. imagine Bill Murray? Chevy Chase, Jack Nicholson, and Tom Selleck, like with the mustache, were all picked to play Indiana Jones. All of them quit. And Steven Spielberg was like, can we get Harrison Ford now? We have two weeks left before this movie starts filming and we do not have an actor. And and George Lucas was like, yeah, I guess so. Whatever, man. And uh. it's easily like become one of the most iconic roles in film. One of the two occupied by Harrison Ford. So it's the question people have been asking and I think I have an answer. We were asked the question, I'll read it word for word when I find our Facebook group, which you can join. It's free for everybody forever. Um, and we're in there all the time. I post something every single day and on weekends you can talk to our moderator her name's pixels she's amazing just a little shout out for the facebook group also shout out at amer carlin on instagram you can just follow me for... <laughs> shout out to red mc on instagram <laughs> <laughs> you can't uh. give a shout out to your own instagram while we're on the show <laughs> what are you shouting out <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, so the question is, is Harrison... This comes from Alan Tyler. He asks, is Harrison Ford Han Solo or Indy for you? Which is the more iconic role? Role. Role. I just want to keep saying it until it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Role. Sounds like a thing that a villain in like a Sega Genesis video game would say. Role. Like when you, when it shoots a gun, that's what it sounds like. What are you talking about? Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> is Harrison Ford Sol- Han Solo or Indy for you? I think I get it. People are mad because Alden Ehrenreich is not Indiana Jones. What? Right, because the new Solo is not Indiana Jones. Because when I hadn't seen Indiana Jones, I was like, excellent portrayal. I loved it. Perfect. Exactly what you were supposed to be. Now that I've seen Indiana Jones and the characters are just... 
The Venn diagrams of their personalities are just intertwined mostly all the way, except Indiana Jones has more dialogue. Uh, I can see why people get confused in their brains about what, like, which Harrison Ford character they're supposed to be mad at with the new Solo of a Star Wars movie. Because I think Han Solo is the more iconic character indiana jones is the more iconic role right like this is the whole movie is about harrison ford right star wars needed three people to kind of portray that lead role character right there's no there's no luke skywalker in indiana jones there is just like han solo in 1939 but there is a, a carrie fisher type character but that's different. yeah sort of i don't know i would i would call them different I think I think Leia like you could make a movie about Leia. Yeah, you couldn't you make could make a movie. You couldn't make a movie starring about, Millie Bobby Brown or whatever her name is. You couldn't make a movie about Marion. Millie Bobby Brown, I got it right. Boom. Yeah, you, you no, you couldn't make a movie about Marion. But you couldn't make a movie about Leia after the first one. What do you mean? Like after the first A New Hope, like it would have been weird to be like she gets her own movie now. I mean for sure, but it like I don't know. Can Marion fly through space? <laughs> <laughs> No, to me, Harrison Ford has always been Indiana Jones. Like, this is this is what I think about when I think about Harrison Ford, is this movie. Like, this is such an iconic character. He gets he gets to be more of a character in one movie than Han Solo ever gets to be in three movies. I think when you had the fourth movie in, there's a huge dynamic shift for Han Solo. Like, Han Solo the dad is maybe my favorite portrayal. I like Han be- Solo the kid. I also like Han Solo the kid. But Han Solo the dad, you know, he just, like, he would look really good on a grill. Well, yeah, when you add the book... He's a grilling dad! <laughs> when you add bookends to the character, it definitely get. But that's the thing, is, like, a lot of that stuff happened off-screen. Yeah. For now. Obviously, they're gonna, say, they're gonna fill in the gaps with the new solo movies that are probably going to come out. I will also say, they didn't, um... I have no idea what I was gonna say. No idea. It's completely gone. What's the synopsis of this movie? What happens in it? So the... Oh, have you heard the, the theory about this movie? Can we get into spoilers? Yeah, it's 37 years old today. Oh, cool. Yeah, whatever. So the... There's, like, you're, a big bang You're the theory. only human being left who hasn't seen this movie. Movie. I guess I saw you saw it, it now, so... Yeah. So there's a Big Bang Theory episode where Sheldon shows... You gotta have the, a really good reason for me bringing up the Big Bang Theory right now. Like, this better blow Sheldon, my mind. Sheldon shows the sciencey girl, the one, like, the plain Jane looking one. I don't know. I don't know their names. Raiders of the Lost Ark and is like, hey, this is the perfect movie and, and blah, blah, blah. And there's, like, some jokes and a laugh track. Ha, ha, ha. And then she's like, well, there's a huge problem with it. And he's like, what are you talking about? There's no problems with Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's a perfect movie. And she's like, well... Indiana Jones has nothing to do with the final outcome of the story. And honestly, if he wasn't there, everything would have happened exactly the same. Like, the Nazis would have found it. Yeah, she's 100% right. They would have brought it, and they would have all died. She's 100% right. Yeah. And, like, if Indy hadn't gone to Nepal, they would have had the... It would have just been way easier sooner. for them. Yeah. <laughs> so Indiana Jones is absolutely get it. no bearing I could get what you're saying. Like, the, yeah, Indiana Jones becomes necessary once he takes the medallion. Yeah, but then they get it back. Right, but they couldn't have... True. But they couldn't have gotten it without him if he had taken... They would have figured it out. They were digging in that whole area. Yeah, I mean, they would have eventually just come upon they it. They would have just excavated it. Yeah, yeah. tore the whole city up. Right. Yeah, no, I'm with that. Right. And that, that whole little model underneath the uh, of the city, underneath the city. It's not to scale. And it's it, not yeah, I was, I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> I saw you set me up for that one, and I was like, oh my god, it's Back to the Future. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I really... Is this what... Is this what if, when they did podcasts in like the mid-80s, where they're like, okay, so we're talking Indiana Jones, talking Back to the Future, and we're talking Star Wars. Those are the franchises, and that's what we get. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, it was... Or, no like, different. How did they do it? Nothing's no changed different. except Marvel. <laughs> they introduced Marvel Nothing. at some point. There's Marvel and a couple more Star Wars films. Yeah, pretty much. There's new Han Solo movies and, now. And and the word podcast. Yeah, and the whole medium. Yeah. But in the 1980s, when they did, like, solo radio shows, because you could just do that then, right? You didn't need, like, a network? I don't know how this worked. Uh, no, you definitely needed a network. <laughs> I guess you could do, like, ham radio. 
but you could buy a Trabant. Oh my God, are we back on this? <laughs> <laughs> if you have never seen a Trabant, people. Google it. We are everywhere. We are all over the world. That's a East Berlin reference for you. Oh, and there's Nazis in this movie. I brought it back. Brought it all back. As you can see, circles are connected. There were no Nazis in East Berlin. None. What? None. Do you know who made the Berlin Wall? The communists. Russia. Oh, I don't know. The Soviet you know how Union. Little I know? The USSR. Do you know how little I know about the about Cold War? What? I can tell. Fun yeah, fact. Very not much. <laughs> Injustice in America. We're not teaching the Cold War well enough. It might no, still be going we, they, on. We definitely taught the Cold War well enough. If there's one thing we learned in school, it's the Cold War. Do you know when the Virginia Berlin Wall History. was constructed? 1961. I would not have known I that. I didn't know that off the top of my head either, but I sure as heck knew it was after World War II ended. After which, also, there I, were no more Nazis. I know that there's still Nazis. We live in Virginia. There were okay? no more Nazis like, in Germany. It's like punishable by death. Uh, what was I going to say? I, I couldn't tell you what dates World War II happened, but I know that 1961 is after it. 1939 to 1946, I believe. 1939 to 1945. September 2nd, 1945. Is that V? 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 J? Day. Victory in Japan. I thought we won in Japan first. Victory in Europe and then Victory in Japan. This shows how much I learned in history. But it's important that I learned the history, Ethan. I think a lot of these kids today say they don't need to learn math, science, history, and English. But I think you do. It's not about main retaining the information. It's about learning how to learn something. Which clearly, I didn't learn how to learn it very well. But I can learn new things as an adult. I just didn't necessarily memorize it. But I could probably still write a kick in paper. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Although, that's why we do a podcast. Because we don't want so, to blog. So, speaking of Nazis, let's get back to Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Which features a Nazi monkey. Yeah. They get the monkey to do the Nazi salute. Do you know what uh, this movie paralleled really? well while I was watching it, in my mind. What? Seemed to parallel really well. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Curse of the Black Pearl. I could see that. Although, like, if you uh, just consider that the monkey is actually just a droid, it's just Star Wars. Which Star Wars? A New Hope. How so? Or maybe some derivation between A New Hope and uh, Empire, but, you got, but just the Han Solo part. Because you got, I think the, you, there's definitely different character dynamics, but I definitely saw parallels <coughs> throughout. I was just, the whole time I was watching this, after having just watched all of the Star Wars movies back to 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 back. Except for The Last Jedi. It was still pretty back to back. Yeah, I mean, that was not that long Yeah, ago. Uh, you can see that the... The monkey is clearly just a stand-in for like a like some sort of droid type character. BB-8. BB-8 didn't exist yet. Mm, criminal. I love this movie. This is like one of my favorite movies. Like as far as like adventure action movies go, it's up there. Really? Yeah. Up. What is better than it? Um. And do you think you look at it with rose-colored glasses? Not really. It, it holds up. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'm not. I don't want to be a stick in the mud about it. But I right. think there's only the the one thing that I was like, and it's the same problem with Back to the Future. Same problem Back to the like, Future. Like, and with honestly with Star yeah, Wars. all of these movies. This is, yeah, we've never respected women. Yeah, and like that's why when the whole like Me Too thing happened, and like I definitely, if you've been assaulted, say something. Please. Uh, but, like, how did we not see that coming? I don't know. But it happened casually enough that, like, I know I used to think differently than I do. And now I hear about, like, women, especially, like, women being assaulted on their job as, as like, actors and stuff. I'm like, why? How? Who in the does that yeah <laughs> whereas before i know i was just like ah we can overlook it uh, you know they're great actors and now I'm, i just hear about it and i'm like jesus christ you can't talk like that you can't do so the change happened gradually enough that like this stuff bothers me now when i know it wouldn't have previously and obviously i was younger and i didn't get it 
but no, I definitely didn't get it. I thought, yeah, I yeah, I had no idea. I've seen the light. I've learned a new thing. Yeah, like the, these movies are awkward now for that reason. It's it's every movie, like every like action movie pre like 1990. Yeah, like you watch an old James Bond movie and it's like uncomfortable. Well, yeah, and it was like, oh, but that's just how the characters were written. It's like, but why did they write the characters that way? Right. It's like I'll still tell you some of my great. You know, the great movies in history, like throughout the whole of American cinema, involve like at least one scene of some heroic looking dude just slapping the heck out of some girl. Oh gosh. Like that was that yeah. was the trope for like forty five years. Anytime a woman's freaking out, you just smack her in the face. Yeah. And now good. we're here in 2019, 20, 2019, 2018, and I was like, God, you can't do that. Can't. Like there are definitely ways that people are treated in this movie in, in Indiana Jones where I, I look at it now, I've read it, I watched it again, and I'm just like Ooh. Ooh, it makes me oh, it's gross, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Ugh. But it's like it, creepy, bro. <laughs> it doesn't. But it, on some point, and nobody's trying to make it less in the movie. No, there's no, there's no push for like we should throw out the last hundred years of American cinema. No, no. It's, it's like no, I mean, even nobody's saying that. So it's it, an important piece of history, right? Nobody's saying it. And this is this movie's in the Library of Congress, considered like historically, culturally significant. Really? Yeah. People like this movie was a big deal. People like yeah, it. Yeah, people liked it. Interesting. People like. I it. also liked it. And it's one of those things like there's there's definitely a dumb dichotomy that exists between these movies and Star Wars, and that like people like either you're an Indiana Jones fan or you're a Star Wars fan. Like, that's dumb. You can like both. Yeah. What? Obviously, you can like both. Yeah. But it's like I I was shown Indiana Jones before I was introduced to, to Harrison Ford and Star Wars. Like I saw this movie. I was probably way too young to have seen this movie. Oh my gosh. There were definitely scenes in this movie that I was watching as a 25 year old, and I was like, I don't like this. This is scary. But this was this. They, they had to change a lot in editing to make this not R rated. Really? Like what? Um, like the the scene where the dude's head gets blown up. I felt like there was a lot of near nudity scenes. That too. Yeah. There's there's just a lot of stuff that had to be kind of changed around to avoid the R rating because they were not going to give a movie like this an R rating. It would have killed it. Yeah. Because it doesn't have the rest of the things in R rating. Needs, right. Like consistent profanity and dark right, themes. Right. Right. Well, and <laughs> and that's the thing is like, and now we're at a point in cinema where unless it's a big, like huge franchise movie or it's like made by Disney or something like that, it's not good if it's not R rated. You think so? Yeah. Most movies are like R rated now. Really? Yeah. Was that one? I'm just gonna pick one up out of out of my brain. Quiet Place was PG-13. Man, that's surprising, especially for a horror movie. Yeah, it is. You know what else is great about the Quiet Place uh, is that it's 90 minutes. You know how freaking tired I am of two-hour movies. <laughs> Yeah, like, there, there's been a consistent problem with horror movies, and, like, PG-13 horror movies have almost never been good. Yeah, I, I've definitely It's, like, especially a lot that. recently, even with the introduction of Deadpool, it's, like, our ratings are everywhere. Yeah, 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 because, and then, like, they did Logan, and then they did... And, it, and I get it, it's part of this whole thing with, like, this is why people like uh, shows that, like, Netflix puts out or HBO and stuff because they don't have the, the rules to them, and now a lot of movies are following suit, and they're just like, well, we're just gonna make a movie that's R-rated regardless. I think what I'm excited for is the point we get to where something has to be R-rated because it has some sure theme to it but like like there's a scene that is necessary for the show but or movie but is the only like the room like it's got that one scene that makes it bad the rest of the movie is like i've never watched it all the way through um but it's got like like the rest of the movie outside of that is like totally i don't know i feel like there's a way to hit home how valuable that scene is by making it the only scene like if and this is going to be like a weird example, but if you were doing, if you were trying to hit home like a child abuse thing really hard and you made like a movie that seemed pretty normal for most of it and then like in the middle, dad comes home out of nowhere, like beats his kid and that's like the only clear R-rated scene. I don't know. I think there's a powerful move that could be made there. Well, it, what are we talking well, about? Well, movies are almost never R-rated because of like thematic content. It has right, to be like of... graphic or explicit or sexual right, right. like we you're talking earlier about dead poet society um like there's a lot of heavy 
in that movie that probably shouldn't be shown to a 12, 13 year old. There's scenes in that movie that I think every 12 or 13 year old should see. Maybe 14 or 15, but I mean, there are and there aren't. Like, I don't know, but nothing gets rated on, on thematic content anymore. Right. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's too intense, if the themes are too intense for a, a child to handle. It's like, as long as nobody's f***ing on screen. <laughs> like, go for it. Anyway, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, I wanted to tell you about this, because you said that you, you didn't really pay attention during the beginning, necessarily, and you feel like you might have missed a few things. There is a scene missing from the beginning, and it kind of gives a little, and it's not major, it kind of gives a little bit of context to um, Indiana's character that doesn't really, that without the scene taken care of, taken out, or with the scene taken out, it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense in some parts. There's that scene where they where he goes, he's the guy comes over to his house to discuss the mission with him, right? And it's like a really awkward transition, and Indiana's standing there in like a like a velvet smoking jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was supposed to have gone home with the girl from his class that had like "I love you" written on her eyelids. Wild. He brought her home and was like giving her the old one two in the bedroom. Oh my gosh! And 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 you see, she there's a, a supposed to be a scene where she comes out and like and talks and has lines, and and you you can see that it's the same girl, and that that explains the relationship he used to have with Marion and the kind of character that he was supposed to be. And Paramount was like, uh, you can't have like this teacher thing going on. Yeah, I'm with Paramount on that one. Well, it's. College. Is that like a thing at college? Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Ew. I would guarantee you five girls that you know slept with their professors in college. At our no. school. Yeah. 100%. Uh-uh. 100%. Ew. I thought that was like a thing. No. No, no. Like a That's joke. a real thing. Well, a lot of them aren't really that much older than us. Mm, don't care. Just saying. Either way, Paramount was like, no, you can't do this. And they left the whole rest of the movie. uh, And it just doesn't, the relationship that him and Marion have doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense without that in there, especially if you're not really paying attention to it. But so there is a scene cut out there. And it's like the the transition between, because it seems like they were in his office and then they were at home. And there's no correspondence, but suddenly Indiana's wearing like a smoking jacket. Do you ever wear a smoking jacket? I don't own a smoking jacket, but I am also not from the 30s. So it wasn't just commonplace (laughs) for me to have like a mink smoking jacket lying around. What makes it a smoking jacket? Smoking jacket. Uh, I actually don't think smoking jacket is the correct term. I think it's just pretty much like a like a robe. But a smoking jacket, I believe, is like like the tuxedo type jackets that are velvet and have a different color than the lapel. Ah. They were traditionally used in smoking lounges, and they wore the jacket so that their other clothes wouldn't smell like cigar smoke. Seems like a smart move. Yeah, except it doesn't work. <laughs> Oh my god, I don't want to update my PC. Go no, away. you need the most up to date PC that there has ever been. Ever. Ever. So, Aver. originally, he was supposed to be called Indiana Smith. Why? Because George Lucas That's is bad stupid. at naming things. So uh, Luke Skywalker's a pretty cool Luke name. Skywalker wasn't thought of by George Lucas. You're right. Well, yeah, it was. It was Luke Starkiller, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then Georgie was like... No, George wrote Luke Starkiller. Somebody else, Lawrence Kasdan or whatever, was like, mm, you can't do that. That's a dumb name. You think so? It's kind of violent. It is pretty violent. Luke's not really a violent There's person. A, and there is a base called Starkiller Base. Yeah, I believe that was what we would call an homage. An homage, you say. Yes. Anyway, he's called Indiana Smith. Steven Spielberg forced him to change the name on the first day of production. Yeah, because that's a stupid name. Yeah, uh, he just like told everybody else, all of the 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 characters and everything, that that it was Indiana Jones now. And it's a great name. Yeah. And George Lucas was just kind of like, "What?" And it was too late by that point. Steve was just like, "We're not refilming scenes. We're, do- we're staying this way." Yeah, we're not re- we're not refilming scenes. You can go away. Stop it. I'm better at this than you are. Just deal with it. So what did you what did you think about this movie? Tell me how you felt about it. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was really interesting. There's like a whole cast of characters and there's a plot and uh 
Beginning, middle, and end. Uh, first, second, third act, if you will. You uh, sound like you didn't even watch the movie. <laughs> I did watch the did movie. Did you finish it? Uh, I okay. did. I did. Uh, at the end, they all get zapped, and then him and her go like somewhere else. He's wearing like a jacket and a hat. Yeah, he always wears the hat. I th- yeah. What's the deal with them wearing uh, wearing uh, like long pants in Egypt? Isn't it hot there? Are you going to say the thing? It's a dry heat. Uh, No, but that's like a thing. Why? Is it because you get sunburned? I don't know. I don't think shorts really existed in the 30s. What? Yeah, like nobody from these old movies wears shorts. Weird. Why not? Like, do you wear shorts? I do wear shorts. I'm wearing shorts right now. What kind of shorts? Cotton shorts? They are, yeah, like sweat shorts. They're like sweatpants, but with, with short legs. Sweatpants with short legs. Interessante. I don't know. What did you think of it? What's the, you know, like, did you see any scenes where you were like, man, that was amazing? Because I didn't have that experience. I just saw the whole thing and I was like, this was a fun romp and I enjoyed it. And I bet there's a lot of stuff that I can get from rewatching this movie. No? No, Hold on. I'm reading about shorts. Ah, I like shorts. They're comfy and easy to wear. Wait a minute. During the 1930s, North American men started wearing shorts for athletic outdoor activities, such as tennis. However, it was mm. still taboo to wear shorts outside. Wait, isn't tennis outside? Like, not wearing them for that activities. Interesting. So when did we start wearing shorts? It says, by the outside? late 20th century, however, it became common for men to wear shorts as casual wear in summer. Huh. So, yeah. Shorts are a relatively recent thing. What do you think of shorts? Do you feel like your legs should be exposed, or do you, are you a pants man? I'm, I like shorts. They're comfy and easy to wear. I also like shorts. You know what I... You know what I like more than I like shorts? What? Uh, people who wear shorts. Do you know what I like less than shorts? I don't understand what you're saying here. People who say things like, of course I wear shorts, man. Your legs getting cold is all in your head. You can wear shorts year-round. As long as you will yourself to have your legs be warm, they'll be nice and toasty. And like, man, shut <laughs> up. Wearing shorts year-round is for like, post officers shut like for mail carriers mailmen and you know what that's like a brand thing for them and i can respect the brand yeah. can you respect the brand so i would rather fun fact i would rather wear shorts and a long sleeve shirt than like jeans and a t-shirt really? i feel more comfortable like that yeah i'm the opposite whenever brand. i wear like short sleeve t-shirt and like long pants i'm sitting there like you look like an idiot right now i don't know why so? i have no idea what's like a, like a mental thing have you ever considered the fact that you are an idiot i mean absolutely it just takes takes jeans and t-shirts to let me know it have you ever looked at the wikipedia Definition for shorts. Shorts are a garment worn over the pelvic area, circling the waist and splitting to cover the upper parts of the legs, sometimes extending down to the knees but not covering the entire length of the leg. They are called shorts because they're a shortened version of trousers, which covers the entire leg but not the foot. Trousers cover the entire leg? I would have thought trousers. They're just shorts, bro. No, trousers are pants. I thought trousers were underpants. No, pants are underpants in uh, the United Kingdom. Get out. Yeah. I thought trousers was put your underpants on. Like, get your trousers. No, trousers are pants. Like, oh. pant pants. Like, out, outer pants, not underpants. Overpants. Ooh, what do you think of kilts? It's great if you're, like, Scottish royalty. If you're we're born in America, stop. Here's my thing. is If there's going to be, like, an event where you can wear your kilt that makes some semblance of sense. Like, you play the bagpipes and there's a bunch of other bagpipe players and you're all wearing kilts right that's fine i'm down right like that's the uniform if you're just and some you dude are... named dave who wears shorts or who wears <laughs> kilts because you think you look cool and you like to declare that you're scottish Scottish. stop just stop it's not that cool man like you're american it's just not pants you were born in america that's my thing man is like you can, like Here's my thing is if you if 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 when you go to Scotland they look at you and say no you're an American then you don't get to do the kilt yeah, thing. Yeah, we're the only country now, that acts course, like that. Now of course I'm not Scottish. What? We're the only country that acts like this. What do you the mean? The whole like, "Oh, I where, where are you from?" "Oh, well, I'm from 
Australia and Ireland and Germany and England. I identify with beer. Yeah, whereas <laughs> you ask like a person from the UK where they're from, and they're like, oh, I'm from Cornwall. Right. <laughs> no, where are your parents like, why from? Does... Cornwall. They've never but left. Even... Okay, so let me get this. Okay, so we have a friend who lives in France, but is from England. Would her children say, I'm from France? Yeah. They would just all in on the France thing. Yeah. You're... There would be no yeah, like- Yeah, you're like a French citizen. You're like born there. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's take it a step further. Instead of, hmm. so her children are born and moved to America. Okay. Yeah. Are they French? Are born in France? No. Uh, yes. And moved to America. Yeah. Then yeah, they can be French. Okay. But if they move to America and now she has no lineage with France, right? Like she marries an Englishman also in France. Okay. And they move to America and they have a child. Does that child say I'm French or I'm that English? That child will or... almost certainly be like, oh, I'm English around all of his <laughs> friends. <laughs> Almost certainly. <laughs> that child okay. that child will never once say that it is an American. Even when it's wearing American flag clothing, it'll be like, I'm English. Because <laughs> it's some kind of status symbol or something. Hon, As hon, if hon, half the country isn't from the British Isles. From. Your great, 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 from. great, great grandmother came over from Ireland 300 years ago. Congratulations, you win. You're American. I mean, my, my great-great-grandmother came from Poland. You're American. Ellis Island. I know I'm American. I identify as American. Actually, shout out to at AmeriCarlin on Twitter. That's me. You can follow me. Lots of American things going on over there on Twitter. Now, Indiana Jones, is he from Indiana? I don't know. I actually don't know why he's called Indiana Jones. That's because that's the name they came up with. What? It's not his name, though. His name's Henry. His name? Hank Jones. Yeah, Henry. His dad calls him Henry in uh, the third one. Henry. Henry Defense. Yep. Calls him Henry. Uh, his dad is Sean Connery, by the way, in the third movie. What? This is the this this trilogy is the opposite of Star Wars. Really? Yeah, where he knows his dad. No, 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 no. Where like the first one is good, the second one is bad, and the third one is clearly the best. Whereas in Star Wars, uh, the first one is good, the second one is clearly the best, and the third one is bad. Weird. Yep, that's the thing. Sorry, you asked me a question about this movie earlier, and then I never answered it. What was your question? Um forgot what's your question ethan oh what do you like about it why do you think it's so great that's a great question <laughs> i and it, it's it's like it's almost the same thing with the original star wars movies people are like why are the original star wars movies so great and you're just like they just are because it's star Cause wars I don't know, I feel the same way about this movie. It's like, it's such a great adventure story. Like, it's it's religious, but not too religious. And it, like, it brings home that whole, like, yeah, some of this stuff actually happened. You know what I like is that it, it proves that the Nazis had to be wrong, right? <laughs> There's this little detail in there where it's like, oh, the Jews are not wrong about everything. <laughs> right. It's like, there like, were that's there were the Ten Commandments. Right. And the, like, Moses brought them down from the hill. They existed. Yeah, I can show you. They're here in the Ark of the Covenant. Now, maybe I... I, I would consider myself relatively well versed in the in the good book. Not extremely well versed because I was under the impression that any time that we said the word ark, we were referring to a boat. It is a boat. It's the boat that holds the Ten Commandments. Okay, well, it's not a boat here. It would have been a very small boat. It's it's, it's the vessel. I, is, is there some citation here? I'm sure there is. I, I don't know what you're asking. Like I don't know. I, I guess I just, when I think Bible and Ark, I think of Noah. Okay, that's fine. How often do you read the book of Exodus? Not frequently, but Genesis 6... Right? That I've read. Is that when Noah comes in? Mm, I'm gonna have to check that. That seems awfully early. It is early. The wickedness and judgment of man. Noah and the flood. Ch 6, 9 through 22. So that whole like Garden of Eden thing only takes like five chapters? Yeah. Well, no, less than that because you had to have the Cain and Abel thing. Yeah. Garden of Eden thing is one chapter. Is it really? Yeah, it's the first chapter. Dang. Well, maybe the second chapter. Ah, oh, man. That's crazy. That's like most of the Bible, though. What do you like, mean? That's like a good portion of like what people teach from the, the 
New Testament or the Old Testament. It's like creation. Uh, Genesis 2 is Adam and Eve. Genesis 3 is the fall. So there's two chapters. Genesis, the fall is uh, when, for you listening who may not know, uh, Adam and Eve were made and they were perfect and there was a serpent in the garden and there was a tree in the garden that God said don't eat the tree the fruit from this tree and then uh the serpent tempts eve to eat it and the fall is what that's called is her doing that and then chapter four is Cain and Abel Cain and Abel is a story about two brothers one of them kills the other I don't know which one which anyway the instructions for the creation of the Ark of the Covenant were found in Exodus 25:10. oh well you learn something new every day I feel like if they were ever going to teach this at church they'd be like who's seen Raiders of the Lost Ark everybody I'm hip I'm trendy I know about movies <laughs> yeah Raiders of the Lost Ark. Pretty much. Because <laughs> yeah. that Ark, they're actually referring to, does anybody know? They're referring to the Ark of the Covenant. Everybody open up your red Bibles to page 223. That's going to be <laughs> Exodus 25.10 for those of you following along Although, on tablets. fun fact. We also have it up on the screen. Fun fact. <laughs> The Ark of the Covenant <laughs> in Halo is a boat. And by boat, I mean ship. And by ship, I mean spaceship. But it, it is? is also a ship that holds their secrets. But not their commandments? I think those are their commandments. Mm, the Covenant. There's a lot of religious symbolism that goes on in Halo, believe it or not. War, it's actually war, an incredibly war, complex war, story. War, 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 anyway, uh, I believe that in literal translation, you're going to find most likely that Ark means vessel and not necessarily specifically describing a boat. In the footnotes of this particular verse, uh, the new, new international version, 25 10 says have them make an arc of acacia wood a-c-a-c-i-a two and a half cubits long a cubit and a half wide and a cubit and a half high which is very small um and then the footnote says an arc is a chest so it's three and three quarter feet long two and a quarter feet wide and uh so in this case it's a chest and in the case of noah it's a boat so again i think the word you could equally describe both with is vessel vessel a thing for carrying things things. yeah carrying and it's almost like this is really old and not the original language what yeah the bible was not in english fun fact no yeah who knew uh a lot of people there's a bunch of translations everybody please stand and sit, sit again back down okay. now stand back up now sit back down <laughs> now pray get the words wrong and with your spirit <laughs> kneel if you're Whoa. able <laughs> these are our church tropes this is what ethan and i are talking about today <laughs> Yeah, so they find, like, that's the thing is they, they do all of the things through the Bible. Like, they find the lost city of Tannis and the Well of Souls and the, the Ark of the Covenant. It all just exists. Right, it's all just it's there. It's the Da Vinci Code, but 20 years earlier. I was thinking about that as well. I was like, you know who would have made a great Indiana Jones? Tom Hanks. Probably would have made a terrible Hanks. Indiana Jones. He would have been pretty young at the time, if I'm not Tom mistaken. Tom Hanks? He was young and big. Yeah, I don't know when big came out off the top of my head, but he probably would have made a terrible Indiana Jones. It's not at all the type of character he plays. Even in The Da Vinci Code. Also, I will tell you, there are a lot of parallels in in my mind between this movie and Jurassic Park that don't exist in real life. Uh, they are both Steven Spielberg movies, and they do both have John Williams scores. But short of that, they're they're not really similar in any way whatsoever. Um, but they have they have very strong parallels in this movie. And both of these movies gave me a very incorrect idea about what the main character's profession was. Because Indiana Jones is an archaeologist, and it turns out when you're an archaeologist, there are like no guns involved whatsoever. <laughs> there is no because I, I I one of my professors in college at one point went on like archaeological day. And mm-hmm. and I was like, I asked her about it. I was like, how close is Indiana Jones to what it's actually like? She goes, characters like Renee Belloc do not exist. You don't think no. so? No. And it's Belosh. And she was. <laughs> They're calling him Balosh. Fun fact, that's Gimli from the Lord of the Rings movies. Is it yeah, really? Yeah, John Reese davies Huh. You do learn something new every day. You're welcome to DVD on TV with B&E. DVD on TVD, TV, TVD with B&E. This week, we're talking about Ghost Rider 2. 
<laughs> Good God. No. Voyage of the Damned or whatever. <laughs> Ghost Rider 2. Judgment Day. Is that what no, it is? that was a John Negroni tweet, I think. Or maybe it was something he oh. retweeted that I thought was the funniest thing ever. It was like, you can add Judgment Day to the end of any movie and make a great sequel. And it was just like a bunch of ridiculous movies like Titanic 2. Judgment Day. <laughs> 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 and I've thought about it ever since then. Every time we talk about a movie, I'm just like, just add Judgment Day to the end of it. <laughs> Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Star. Judge. But yeah, from this movie, I got the very incorrect idea about what it meant to be an archaeologist. And from Jurassic Park, I got a very incorrect idea about what it meant to be a paleontologist. Turns out both of those jobs are incredibly boring. You think so? No, I'm sure they get a lot of kicks out of it. But nobody tries to kill them. And there are very few actual dinosaurs murdering people. Turns out. I think that's weird because... Steve Irwin was killed by, not a dinosaur, but he spent a lot of time with them. With dinosaurs? Yeah, crocodiles are dinosaurs. I mean, they're not. Not in the same way velociraptors are dinosaurs. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Also, Steve Irwin was not killed by a crocodile. No, he was killed by yeah, a stingray. stingray. A manta ray. He spooked it. I don't like that. And it stabbed him like in the that. chest. I don't like that one bit. What, Steve Irwin being dead? Yeah, it's not, not my happiest thing. I was sad. I'm still sad. I do love his children, mm -hmm. though. I follow them both. I do, too. They're both, on, on they're the both great. Media. They're carrying on his legacy very well. He'd be very proud. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. Steve Irwin was like Mr. Rogers post-Jurassic Park. Yeah, I'll agree with that. We, I think, have talked about this movie less than any other movie so far. Well, what do you want to say about it? I don't it? know. You haven't said anything about it, and I'm like trying to get something out of you. I just don't know what to say. I just, I, I did really like it, so... Well, so uh, let's talk about the plot then. We haven't done that in weeks. The plot? Fun fact, we talked about... What was last week's movie? Baby Driver. Baby Driver, two days ago. Yeah. Just in case you're curious what the timeline looks like from Ethan and I's perspective. Uh, let's go... I'm going to see if I can find a list of the chapter names. Because I want to talk about the... Can I give you another fun fact about the movie while you're doing that? Yeah. You... It is Nepal. I know. <laughs> the name of the chapter is Nepal colon the Raven. You know that scene where Indiana Jones runs into the, the guy with the scimitar and he's just like flipping the sword back and forth? Right, and then he just shoots him. It was yeah. indeed improvised because everybody yeah. on set had food poisoning. And they really? were like, everyone, everyone on set had food poisoning like the whole crew and so they kept trying to get the take there was supposed to be like a big like duel where he Andy was gonna grab the sword with the whip and they were like we, okay we've got this part of this day to shoot it if we can't get it done like we gotta move on everybody had food poisoning so they did like three or four takes of it and finally Harrison Ford just pulls the gun out and shoots him the actor reacts and Spielberg's like cut done bye we'll take it we'll yeah, take I'm it I'm gonna go throw up a lot now thank you thank you goodbye I said I, I said, said good, good day. day you get nothing you lose! Good day, sir! They're dates! You eat them! You eat them! Belach and Jovitos, these, uh, I won't lie to you, these, I, there was a lot of car chases. The action I thought was really good, but the, the, the fist fighting was terrible. Did not yeah, age well. No. And it never did back then. Like, it, th this was right on the cusp of them having, like, actually good fight scenes. Right. It was very, like, why I oughta. Right. Because they didn't get those kind of stunt doubles. Like, they got the, like, action right. scene stunt doubles, not, like, the fist fighting scene stunt doubles. This is before Scorsese made, like, Raging Bull. Can you imagine if, like, uh, Matthew Vaughn had made this film and that dude jumped into the propeller? Oh, yeah. It would have been horrible. Yeah, probably. Do you want to know what they made the sound of the all the fist fight noises with? Uh, it what? was famous sound designer 
writer who also worked on Star Wars, Ben Burt. Uh, I love this dude because mm-hmm. like he's the only, I guess, recorded sound designer ever. Like that they know what he did. That he like admitted to what he did uh, because he keeps keeps getting. There's always like little tidbits about what he did, and so the, all the fistfight noises were Ben Burt uh, hitting a pile of leather jackets with a baseball bat. Huh. Have you ever hit a have you have you ever hit a pile of leather jackets with a baseball bat? I have not, bat? but I think I feel like it's fun. I feel like Ben Burt had a good dis- good time doing sound design. What's the name of that kind of sound design? What is that called? That's called Foley Sound Design. It was named after Jack Donovan Foley. Foley, that's Foley what Sound it is. Design. It's yeah. where they, they use the, the everyday stuff to make things actually sound yeah. like things. Um, I remember they did a a, a, a quick uh like between the show like it was in a commercial break but instead of commercials it was during the credits in cat dog they would show a scene of them like running through a bunch of things and then they would like make the sounds right. on the other it's, half of it's the a screen. fascinating thing to watch yeah it's very and very so cool. some other ben burt things from this movie the sound of the arc lid being slid open was actually just ben burns ben burt's toilet like the top part like he op- he pulled the lid off and just like slid it sideways and that's huh. the noise of the arc being slid open. That just like... <laughs> you know that song, Dare You to Move? By Slip... <laughs> Switchfoot? I almost said Slipknot. Yeah. That's the same thing. Switchfoot. Switchfoot, yeah. I know it's not what the sound is, but at the beginning of that song, it's got like this weird metallic sound. And I've always thought it sounded like the... I don't even know what they're called, but you know the like... The weights at the the weights at the gym. Which weights? The disc weights that you put on like a bar. Yeah, vaguely. What do you mean? I vaguely? know what they are. Yeah, I know the what they are. Just, like, kind of. <laughs> I've always thought it sounded like those, like rotating against each other. You, the listener, can't see it, but I'm I'm pantomiming. Dare you to move? <laughs> so, uh, the foley thing I thought was cool, and I appreciate you bringing the facts up. I have one more uh, fact. One more foley sound. You have one more yeah. fact about uh, the one sound. More foley sound of, the sound of the the sound of the. The boulder that chases after Indy in the in the first scene or the first little part um, is mm-hmm. actually just a 1980 Honda Civic driving over some gravel. Really? Yep. Turns out actual boulders don't sound like that, which is a, definitely a thing that happens a lot with like Foley sound design. Is they'll try to use the actual thing and it just sounds really disappointing. I believe so. That. They they had just gotten done rolling boulders down a hill and they were driving down the hill in the Honda Civic and Ben Burt was just like, hey, whoa, 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 that's the sound. That's it. That's what we've been looking for. Yeah. So. Just a little little fun fact for you. Just a little rock, paper, scissors joke. That's that's all I got as far as uh, Ben Burtt's sound design goes. The dude's simply a master. Simply a master? Yep, simply. It seems pretty complicated to me. It's definitely complicated. I have no idea how they come up with that stuff. But at the same time, I do because I'll hear sounds all the time. I'm like, that sounded like a different thing. It sounds like somebody walking. You know a movie had great sound design? What we're talking about fully sound design? Yeah. Which? Which one? Thoroughbreds. Interesting. Should throw that out there. Does re- plays really well with sound. So does Quiet Place. We've talked you know, about movie also had really great sound design. Baby Driver. Indiana Jones. Baby Driver. Ba, ba, Wait a minute. I had a list of the scenes pulled up so that I could talk about them. I like this movie. I'm curious. I'm curious. We're not going to do another media check-in this week because the last one, like we said, was two days ago. Um, I really liked this movie. I thought it was really interesting. I thought the characters played really well together. Um, I so tell they, me about uh, the I characters. The, tell you about the yeah, characters. Yeah, what, what did you like about the characters? Who did you like? Who did you not like? I really liked... I thought the uh, the villains were a little campy, but that was kind of just how it was at this day and age. Uh, I'm going to pull up the Imdibus so that I can tell you about the characters and say their name. Uh, I loved Indy. I thought he was, like, ultra interesting, and I love that they had that opening scene where he was like, That belongs in a museum! Okay, he didn't say that, but I felt it. And then the next scene is, like, him teaching in a classroom, and it's like, Oh my gosh, he's just a teacher. It's like, it just, like, harkened back to me being a child and being like, I wonder what my teachers do after school. Nothing. They live here. 
They sleep here. I definitely, yeah, I definitely think that was part of that whole thing. It's like he, there was no need for him to be a professor, right? But, but to me, it was like very cool. It was very cool. Um, Um, Belosh was super forgettable for me. I couldn't keep track of all the villains. The only one I knew for sure was a villain was the guy, scary, 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 evil German guy. Yeah, yeah. I think there was like two other guys that were like half villains, or maybe it was one dude, and I was confusing them. I don't know. Uh, But the only, the only guy I was for sure is a bad guy was the guy that burnt his hand. Yeah, well, I thought it was weird that, that um, Belloc ended up being a, a Nazi and, like, did the whole thing, like, went all in on it at yeah. the end. Like, I definitely thought that was strange. Um, and he has a weird, almost, like, change of heart at one point and then doesn't, and it's just, like, he's just... Because he struck me at the beginning as just kind of like a mercenary. Like, he's a grave robber. Yeah, like, like he was just the, you know, national treasure. He was just the, the guy who had the money. He wasn't... Hail yeah, Hydra I mean he's anything. well, no, he's he's Sean Bean. But he, yeah, that's what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, he's that's Sean what Bean. I was he's thinking. Ed Harris he's in the second one, and not um, who put Ed Harris in the second. Yeah, the ball guy, national treasure. Who's like your great great granddaddy stole the thingamabob from my great great granddaddy. Yeah, the uh, it was a paper from yeah. Lincoln's yeah. death, right? Um, from John Wilkes Booth's diaries. Yeah, yeah, that guy, uh, Ed Harris, the Yo, guy from Westworld. Great, great. I don't you want should. Westworld. I should. You're right. Uh, it's got a Harris in it. Ed Harris is great. He was in one of my favorite space movies of all time, which doesn't even take place in space. It's called no, Apollo it's called 13. The Abyss. Takes place. Apollo 13 definitely takes place in space. He's also in one of the movies that messed up my brain more than anything else. Which one? The Truman Show. Oh yeah, yeah. He's great. Great actor. He was in Radio. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. No, The Abyss is a James Cameron movie. It's like four hours long. And it, it's a mm. space movie that takes place underwater. Weird. Yeah, but, like, you watch it, and you're like, this is a space movie. It's just underwater. But it's yeah. underwater. Like I mean, is it, like, set in space, but they, like, no, film no, it underwater? No, it's set or underwater, is- but it's, like, the exact same principal stories as, like, a... Like a alien first contact space station movie. But it's aliens from the Marianas yeah. Trench instead of aliens from space. Kind of like Atlantis. No. They're aliens. They just live in the Marianas Trench. Did it's you like know? Transformers. Do you know who voices Milo Thatch? Yeah, Michael J. Fox. I did not know that until a couple yeah. days ago. Yeah, I know who that is because Katie and I have an argument frequently about who would play a good uh, live-action Milo Thatch. Andrew Garfield. Think? Who does she think? Not Andrew Garfield. And um, how does Michael J. Fox? I just it, I just know this? that because I've looked up the like actual cast. Oh, he would not do it very. Michael well. J. Fox. He's way yeah. too old at this point for starters. Even if he didn't have <laughs> issues, like he would be way too old. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, Andrew Garfield would do great. Eddie Redmayne would also do great. Tom Hiddleston. Eddie Redmayne would do great. Are we talking about people that can play? People that can play again? Milo Thatch. It's the it's the same cast of characters that I think would also make a great Newt Scamander. Scamander or. Scamander. Tom Holland, but he's too young. Is he? He looks too young. Might Tom Holland, he's like, he just turned 22, I think, but he looks like he's 15. Anyway, so back to Indiana Jones. I really liked... Um, I was, hold on, I was the, talking about... Yeah, sorry, I, I had to say one more thing. I forgot we were talking about Belloc. Belloc is there yeah. entirely to make you realize and think about the fact that there is almost no difference between what he is doing and what Indy is doing. Like, they are both grave robbers. 100%. Right, like, they, like that's the whole thing. Is like, but, but, archaeologists, the, people me, steal stuff from museums. It's the Black Panther thing. It's like, that. that is definitely grave robbing that we just to are me, okay with because it yeah, ends up to in me museums. it's grave robbing, but... Right, but Harrison Ford is doing it for a museum and Belloc is doing right. it. But Harrison Ford still gets paid. The museum still still important to him to get paid. The museum still buys the stuff from him. Even in the beginning, they're like, "Well, the museum will still buy it from you, no problem." Yeah. And he wants to go get the idol. He's like, "Is it worth enough for a ticket to Marrakesh?" I was like, "You are you are literally just Han Solo in America." You know, he did the Marrakesh run in (laughs) twelve minutes. What country is Marrakesh in? I don't know this either. I'm just kind of being a dick. Marrakesh. 
It's a CH. Yeah, two R's. Morocco. Morocco. I know the name. Marrakesh, Morocco. Of one city in Morocco. Is it no, Marrakesh? it's Casablanca. Casablanca, the White House. Mm-hmm. And Fez. I thought Fez was in Tunisia, but you know that song "A Night in Tunisia." Do you know where they got the name? Yeah, trash can. Yeah, they're throwing up all night. They're Speaking of song. Tunisia, that's where this movie was filmed. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Well, the desert part. I don't know that. Um, I liked. Who did I like? I liked the main two characters. I thought the villains were super campy, like they all are in these '80s movies, and that's fine. Like whatever, do what you got to do. Um, I mean, the villains are better than like Biff. Biff. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> Biff is the worst. <laughs> like, there is nothing about this movie that is more campy than uh, Back to the Future. No, but Back to the Future is, like, made of campy. Correct. I mean, so so this, so this is this movie. So is Star Wars. Like, Yeah. 3PO! Like, um, there was a... Spielberg <laughs> caught a lot of flack for a quote about this movie, and I gotta remember the actual um, line that was, like, at the heart of every avid moviegoer is a child, is what he said. Well, yeah. And people had a lot of issue with that because they're like, I'm not a kid. I like fancy, you know, big movies that make me think about stuff. And and he was kind of like, well, why are you going to see Indiana Jones then? Indiana Jones is like a, you think about it, that's a kid's movie's name. Yeah. But then it's got a guy that gets chopped alive by a propeller. Yeah, that was that was rough. That was a, that was a tough moment. I gotta get... But once they were having that fight under the plane, I was like... I was like, there's no way this is gonna get go well. Even when I was a kid, I was like, propeller. this guy's gonna be chopped up by a propeller. Like, I mean, it happens in The Incredibles. Yeah. We were cool Even with Even when I was then. six, I was like, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. Maybe it was telling kids, hey, 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 stay away from propellers. Can I share another fun fact? What's that? Uh, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas thought of this movie while they were sitting on a beach in Hawaii during the press junket for Star Wars A New Hope that George Lucas really? just skipped. And they were... They were they got the news that it was that Star Wars ended up being a hit and did well at the box office. So George Lucas was like, all right, what am I going to do next? And he and Spielberg talked about it. And Spielberg was like, well, I want to direct a Bond movie. And George Lucas was like, hey, I've got an idea for you. It's not quite Bond, but it's not not Bond. How about an archaeologist? And they came up with this. What do you think of the snakes thing? I'm down. With Indy not liking snakes? I know yeah. you are. You hate snakes. Snakes are the worst. Jock, there's a huge snake in the plane. And the worst delivered line in all of cinematic history. That's just my pet snake, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude you don't even sound oh, like you're acting man. like and not in a good <laughs> way like that was just bad. you are literally on stage at 4-h camp and then he's doing just like, a skit right now to be snakes uh which i did think that that was a little i didn't like that i didn't like the spiders or the snakes or anything i was like okay those are part of it but did they plant the snakes was that like the uh, the idea by the jews to like have this farm of snakes down there what did they eat? Again? Jews with the Ark of the Covenant, where they like put snakes down there so nobody can get it. Yeah, I think so. Seems like a weird idea. Nineteen hundred years of snakes—you have quite the snake farm. <laughs> Nineteen hundred years of snakes sounds like a great horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> That'll probably be the next Stephen King I guess, movie. I guess the Ark of the Covenant was a little bit more than 1900 years ago. I was thinking of Jesus' time at this point, but uh, that would have been further, way further beyond that. Yeah. yeah. What did how? What was the difference between Moses and Joseph? Jesus and Moses. Uh, how like, much older is Moses than Jesus? Uh, yeah, it'd be like 1500 years. Where did you pull that out? Uh, rabbinic Judaism calculated the lifespan of Moses corresponding to 1391 to 1271 BCE. Uh, Jerome gives 1592 BCE, and James Usher gives 1571 BCE as his birth year. So, about 1500 years. You pulled that up really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I just Googled when was Moses oh. alive. <laughs> Fair enough. That's not that far, actually. Well, that's, I think, on a 6,000-year timeline, which I think is pretty well accepted to not be how it was. Yeah, but I mean, like, the Egyptian civilization didn't last, last for that long. Lasted longer than... Right, but I mean, like, Jesus... I mean, Jesus and Moses both 
dealt with the same Egyptians. Like, not the same people, but, like, the same civilization. Like, right. the Egypt that, that they were living in, or whatever, was the was same, the same Egypt. Egypt that Moses was living in. Uh, Have you not seen the Prince of Egypt about Moses? Oh. According to this, it was the same sort of kingdom, but uh, there were, like, three eras of leadership between them, and the late period to Alexander's conquest ended in 332 BC. So I have no idea what was going on from 332 to zero. A lot of Egyptian stuff. Yeah, a lot of Egyptians doing Egyptian stuff. Ramses? No, Ramses was Moses. That was the guy from Exodus. We're, we got super biblical today. Yeah, we're talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark, the movie where God kills the Nazis. Yeah. Did you miss I mean, that part? Good work, God. Did you? Is that why he killed them? Or would he have killed anybody? That I looked think, at yeah, the, nobody the can look into the face of God or whatever. Yeah. It's a pretty well-established thing. Yeah, he would die at the glory. What else you want to talk about with this movie? Uh, what you, what, what I was, don't know. We're, so, we're at about what, that time. Quick, what was your favorite part, and what was your least favorite part? Guessing your least favorite part was the scene with the snakes. I mean, I wasn't, like, I'm not uncomfortable by snakes on screen, for the most part. I think what I didn't like the most because it was a little freaky was when actually what I didn't like the most was when she gets broken into the second room in the tomb where the ark was and where they were like yeah. left and like all the skeletons are like mummies for a few seconds and like attacking yeah. her I, I thought that was like the dumbest thing because it like the way it's shot is like they're alive and then Indy shows up and it's like oh it was just a perspective thing and you were just freaking out about I would nothing. agree with that yeah um, and I thought that was stupid I dislike uh, the scene in the bar in Nepal when scared like the whole I don't like that whole character the scary German dude when he's yeah, just like <laughs> Fraulein you would give us the piece or we would rip your fingernails off with uh, my with my hand and I'm just like dude you are so weird yeah creepy. so creepy like make my eyes hurt he's a super creepy dude he looked uh, ultra sweaty yeah. all the time did you catch yeah. that um and I, I'm sure you didn't uh, this is the kind of, <laughs> this kind of thing that only I would notice uh, that Indy's buddy that, that betrays him at the very beginning that runs off with the with the idol and the whip is uh, yeah he's Doc, Doc Ock, Ock? yeah cool. I caught that I love that guy yeah. Alfred Molina I, that happened to Indy like four times yeah. didn't it yeah Indy's constantly getting that done to him like constantly yeah where like he'll have a buddy and then his buddy is like a terrible human being except Sala that's uh, yeah. Gimli he's got such a deep voice people don't have deep voices like that that guy does Gimli doesn't yeah he does I, you've probably seen Lord of the Rings I watched it like a I week have. ago was yeah, good? they're good movies. They don't hold up. They really don't. Like, as like cinematically, no? no, not at all. Not even close. Was that when mid two thousand cinema? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like? Early two thousands. Well, yeah, no, no. It kind of kind of looked like two thousand six looked in two thousand one. Like it was groundbreaking then, and now I'm just like, these are really, really, really bad shots. You know what I'm curious about? You think Avatar is still good? I have not seen it since 2009. I've, I think I've seen it since 2009. It was playing in most television stores until like 2014. I don't think so. Like, if there's anything I've learned about CGI is it does not hold up ever. Or or we're yeah, rapidly approaching a time where Avatar will not hold up. I feel so bad for James Cameron because he started working on that right after Titanic. Yeah. And he's just now making the next ones. Yeah. But I think he's got all of them done yeah. now. That's why Jurassic Park is so great, man. That's why Jurassic World is not going to hold up. Jurassic World 2 are not going to hold up because they're CGI dinosaurs. Jurassic Park right. holds up because it was just a real fake dinosaur. I know. Like the raptors awesome. were just Jurassic dudes in raptor suits. So was Jaws. Suits. What? There's a Geico commercial playing in my ears. I don't know where it's coming like, from. The light was flickering on and off of your face and you looked like you were being attacked by a ghost. Legitimately. You're just like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, so man. least favorite part was the was the scene with the mummies. What was your favorite part of the whole movie? The, the whole, whole movie? movie. Um, I don't know. I liked the uh, the whole basket chase scene. Yeah, I, I, I think really that cool. when they first get there in Egypt with that whole thing is is like my favorite part. Up until he goes to meet Belloc. Belloc. Yeah. 
think that's where I fall. I really didn't like, like I said, the characters other than Harrison Ford, Karen Allen, and John Reese davies And I didn't think Sala was in the movie that much. At the end, I was like, who A lot is of people this? have the same criticism. It's like, they say goodbye to him, and yeah. they're like, who? Who are you? Who was that? And then at the end, he's like, these are my friends, my family. And I was like, what? That's a George Lucas thing, though. <laughs> Yeah, power friends. Well, no, it's just like a sign meaning where there is none. Just explicitly state meaning. Yeah. Um, well, you want to, but that's what I think. I think I think I'm ready to do some ratings and things. I, I know for breakfast this is very hot, very, dry, it's heat. A dry heat. It's a dry heat. Uh, let me pull up our. It's Patreon a dry heat. I say them. as my flesh melts off. <laughs> it didn't look like a dry heat. I imagine in a dry heat you don't sweat as much as those people that's, did. I'm sure you, you do. No, you don't. So like, when I sweat here in the humidity, do you think I'm actually sweating, or do you think it's just like condensation? You're definitely sweating, but it just like makes you sweat more. I think. Gotcha. Solo's in here, but it just says like 17 The Avengers Solo, 18 <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange. Been, it hasn't been quite updated. You know, I don't think we're worried about that. Tell you the truth. Do you think it's not in that I, area? Correct. I think it's, uh, as I'm looking at this, at first I was like, you know, it probably, uh, to me, this isn't top five. This, I mean, it's like, this is where I take issue with your particular affinity for Star Wars. You think this is better than Star Wars? absolutely better than Star Wars. It might be better than Return of the Jedi. It's definitely better than Return of the Jedi. Now looking at this ranking, I would say that it is, but it's not better than Holy Grail. It's not better than Back to the Future. It's not better than The Last Jedi. It's not better than Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Iron Man, Spider-Man Homecoming. Civil War is where it's like, uh. This movie? Yeah. You're insane. No, no you are. Not. This is ridiculous. I'm, I'm not even, like, I'm upset right now. Yeah, this is really? a better movie than Star Wars A New Hope. So if you're going to put Star Wars up this high, I've consistently let you get away with it because you're, like, some obsessed fanboy. This is a better movie in all in a lot all respects. Things. A lot of the movies on this list are better movies in all respects. Yeah, and you put them up there. I'm not putting it. There's no way it goes down that low. Not a chance. Really? Civil War? This didn't have the effect on me Back to the Future, did it? Oh, this is so much better than Back to the Future. Back to the Future is overrated in this list. Disagreed. Thor Ragnarok is a better movie than Back to the Future. I like Thor Ragnarok better than Back to the Future. Those are in the same ballpark, though. This def- I don't think this is better than Thor Ragnarok. I don't necessarily have a convincing argument for it, but... I mean, I'll give this one to you because cause you've conceded to me No, I mean, it's not, that's not what I'm trying to do here, though. It's like, this is... This is you want to talk about checking boxes. For me, this checks more boxes than most of these movies. I don't think it's about checking boxes. I mean, that's what you've uh, argued before. That's, that's your that's argument. It comes down to like your a, argument. Which movie checks more boxes? And I had to fight to put Thor Ragnarok over Black Panther. Oh, uh, Thor Ragnarok's way yeah, better than Black I know. Panther. Displaced. I've I can been say it much well easier. aware of this since the day we rated Black Panther. Black Panther does have a good checked box that <laughs> most other movies don't have, especially not this movie. Uh, and that it's got a great villain, but uh, a less interesting protagonist. In fact, T'Challa is like a wet paper towel in that movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> see that's the thing is like it, it doesn't it, it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movies for me like to me this is star wars a new hope but better i i did not expect you to say that i knew you liked it i didn't know I you love liked this it movie. that much i like this movie better than the star wars movies the original that trilogy at least i don't know about force awakens force awakens is really good i mean i'll give it to you at four because it is really good and it's a classic. But I almost I, don't I want. Like, just, I don't want to put it there because I don't want to keep just rating these classic, like overrating these classic movies. Right. But like to me, it's to it's me, much better than Return of the Jedi. But Return, like I've said, Return of the Jedi is way too high on this list. Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. I will. We can make a an amendment. Okay. Return of the Jedi. Okay. Can drop below Back to the Future, and this can go right above Back to the Future. But that's still like rating them all extremely high. Yeah. I see. If I'm gonna drop last or Return of the Jedi, it's I'm gonna drop it to like Civil War range. Are we gonna make a bold? I don't move want then? to though. Like I don't want to change the list that much. That's the whole point of the list is to like not really bend it. 
Well, yeah, because the point of the list That's is, how like, it is. when we watched this, this is how we felt about it. You know, it's not like... Okay, so to me, like, Indiana Jones is a better character than either Luke Skywalker or... Han Solo in the original trilogy. Better than, to me, Indiana Jones is not a better character than Marty McFly. He's definitely a better character than Marty McFly. He doesn't play any Huey Lewis. That's fine in this movie. <laughs> that is totally okay. I'm so Huey Lewis for me in is... Back to the Future is almost like a detracting factor. <laughs> I uh, but I, I historically don't like songs being used for an effect in movies. Like musicals? No, not musicals. Like when they use pop songs to like make a point in a movie. That was my mm. issue with Guardians, to tell you the truth. Is it leans so heavily on like Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Swede. Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Swede, that's my song! Belongs to me! Dude, I don't know, man. This is tough. These are tough conversations we're having. They are. I almost don't even want to decide. We have to decide. We have to make a... I know we do. But, like, you you are saying it is so much higher than I would ever have considered. Because you refuse to admit that Star Wars isn't the end-all be-all of everything. It's but just it not. Is, but it is the end-all. Force Awakens is literally the best movie we've ever reviewed. For now. For now. I don't think I will have a, just like a negative discussion about that. About what? <laughs> about the movie you and I are both thinking of. Oh no! I, Actually, there's two movies we've yeah, added. There's two to movies the list. we've added to the list that one specifically that, that I'm. I think both of them are clear favorites. Yeah, I mean, one movie that you're telling me to review now, I would put on like my top five movies ever made. Ever. ever. So would I. Like, well, I, now I don't even know which one you're talking about. Actually, both of them, I think, make my top five. No, not your top five. Like, I'm talking about, like, an objective top five. Oh, an objective. Like, a, I can hmm, defend why this is the best movie ever made type of movie. Yeah, I still think you could probably talk about both of them. There's one of them I don't think you can, just because I still don't necessarily know if I get it all the way. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if the Mindbender genre hits it. Anyway, but anyway. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Indiana Jones. <laughs> you know what? Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just... It's, I was not more grasped than I was with Back to the Future, but I will grant... I just I don't know grant. what you saw in Back to the Future that was like that, oh my god, this movie. I really don't, I don't get know. it. Because like, I love Back to the Future. It, it was just, just did so, it for like, me. This is a cool movie. Ha <laughs> yeah. I just really did it for me. I actually, Every time we look at this list and I see Back to the Future, I'm like... I'm like, go watch that. And then I know. And but that's I the thing think is, like, I don't it. need to fight about this movie because, like, it is great, but it's like, it's not my top. It's never going to be my top. I could replace it with a dozen movies. I can understand that people like it in the same ballpark, like, for the same reasons they like Back to the Future. To me, I feel so bad that we keep putting classics up here, but there's also something to be said for classics. It's like, they made a lot of movies from 1975 to 1990, and we cherry-picked the best ones to talk about on our show that are still being talked about, that are timeless right. for a reason. And they made a lot of great movies before you know, 1977 uh, that are still... Right, but that's the furthest no, back just saying, we go like, on here. From like there, there exists a whole... Many excellent right, films. Yeah, a whole thing. Actually, isn't Monty Python 75? Yeah, oh. that's what I said. I said 77. Said 77. Yeah. Why did none of the Star Wars movies have years? I don't know. There's a bunch of weird things missing on the list. Like, a number for so long. I know that. Okay, I haven't done and that a year yet. for Deadpool 2. I'm aware of that one. <laughs> and a year for Deadpool 2. Those are the only two I can see. And Scott Pilgrim doesn't know either. That's weird. Why did I just not put years in those? That's so strange. There's no idea. I'll go fix that. I guess because these are all the new movies think... that we've reviewed, and, and they all went to the top there for a while. Yeah. So. Uh... Oh, the list is busted. Baby Driver and Star Wars Episode Six are both listed as number five. Yeah, I know. I haven't updated them yet. Um, we've been over this. Okay. Where do you want to put it? Where Where do you, where is your heart telling you to put it? And I swear to God, if you say Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I'm going to punch you through this computer. <laughs> I think it's better than, I think it's better than Return of the Jedi, but I don't want to put it above Monty Python is my problem. So in this five through seven range is oh, I where think it's I'm, better than the Monty Python. I'm not of the camp that Monty Python no. is the greatest movie ever made. It's funny. It's, it's good, but it's like, I don't want anyone to say it's not groundbreaking it's just like it's yeah, definitely it, groundbreaking nobody was doing anything like that it's just something like it's it's i don't know okay here's what i'll do okay 
It's all your fault because you put Return of the Jedi here. I know, because when John was on the show, he made such a good case for it. I literally remember sitting there just going, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I'm sure you can go back and listen to that episode where I'm like, um, huh? <laughs> Uh, Star Wars, Return of the Jedi isn't even the best Star Wars movie with the word Jedi in it. You think Last Jedi is Absolutely. Than Return of the Jedi? But John was like, you can't split them up. And I was like, yes, sir. I know. Um, <laughs> do, do you want to move Jedi to below Back to the Future and then put this above Back to the Future? Okay. Yeah. We can do that. So that makes it the new, I don't even know. It'll be on the Patreon. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be on the Patreon. It'll go Baby Driver. Holy Grail, this. Yeah, it only matter for a couple weeks anyway. Do you think some bad things going to get no, between those? No, but I mean, all the numbers will change again. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Not this next week after this, I don't think, but... I'd be surprised. I know that next week we're talking about the Lego movie, and just as a preview, I was of the camp that it was very good, but not as very good. Oh, man, I, I loved the Lego movie, but, like, we're talking about, like, Ant-Man territory. That's like, what I'm I'm, that, it Just pre- preliminary, it's, like, right there with Ant-Man. Uh, yeah, if you look at this sort of area, it's definitely, like, there's a huge gap between Ant-Man and Revenge of the yeah. Sith right here. That I'm amazed we um, haven't, we just don't review a whole lot of, like, middle-of-the-road movies. Yeah, it's definitely in, like, the Ready Player One, Back to the Future Part 3, yeah, Winter Ant-Man. Soldier, Ant-Man. Man yeah. category for me. Man, Winter Soldier in the movie community just does not fit right there. I would put <laughs> I would put Winter Soldier lower, honestly. The star power of that movie, though. I just though. hate Bucky Barnes. All right, we I need don't a hate breakfast Bucky food. I just, uh, God, it's a dry heat, Ethan. It's a dry heat? So it's just like butterless pancakes? Oh, God. <laughs> That's the driest thing I can think of. Uh, like, no syrup, no butter, no drink, just... Pancake. Is it tamaya? Tamaya? That's one of the most commonly eaten foods in Egypt. Made of crushed fava beans paste. That makes me think of Silence of the Lambs. That's and uncomfortable. <laughs> fava what? bean paste. Don't say fava bean paste. It makes my skin crawl. <laughs> is uh, it okay? Is it is it dates? It might be dates. Can you eat dates yeah, I'm for sure breakfast? Yeah, you can eat. It's a date. Eat them. Eat them, Tyler. Eat them. You can't even Google. Can you eat dates for breakfast? <laughs> Why? <laughs> It actually, I, mean, you can, I typed in, like, can you eat date? Or, uh, can you eat? And it said, can you eat dates for breakfast? So that's weird. I didn't even get to dates. It just said, I said, can you eat? So dates would be a, a oh, decent it's because breakfast. We're you're allowed to have people, sugar. Oh. You're allowed to have sugar at breakfast, which dates have a lot of. It's uh, when you're supposed to eat sugar. I was going to say, I feel like the most sweet things are for breakfast. Sweet yeah. is a is a less you know what? aggressive taste in the morning. I'll take dates. It's a date. Yeah, I forgot we were logged in the same Google account for a second. And I typed in, can you? And it said, eat dates for breakfast. And I was like... Okay, Google, stop listening to me. Thank you. <laughs> of course, God only knows I haven't touched my phone, but I'll still get a uh, you know result for like date flavored breakfast shakes <laughs> on my Facebook ads next week. <laughs> I had one the other day that blew my mind. I Look, I'm just going to say it right now. Like, watermelon gum. And it's just going to show up on Facebook in three days. If it does, you have to screenshot I will. My eyes are watering. This happens like the end of well, every got, recording session. You're a crybaby. <laughs> I just love recording episodes <laughs> with you, Tyler. It makes me weep. You're so lame. No, I'm just like, my, my eyes are sweating. Mm. That sounds like a good time to wrap it up after I just said my eyes are sweating. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Okay, so we've done a breakfast food. We didn't, we've done we a, didn't do a villain a ranking. ranking, but that's okay. I don't like the villain. I'm going to give him a three out of ten. Okay. <laughs> but it's the same problem with all the 80s films. He's better than Biff. Back when, better than Biff. Back when your villain didn't matter. Hey, ladies. Yo, howdy, Yokes. Thanks for listening hey, to Hey, ladies. <laughs> all right, the Fonz. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.
Howdy, yokes, and thank you for listening to Bacon and Eggs. We so appreciate you listening to the show. If you love the show and you want to support it, we encourage you to go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Uh, there you can make a donation to the show. Also, as of this episode being out, you can order a hat online there at baconandeggs.media or somewhere else. The link will be in the description if what I'm saying is incorrect. And it will be in the description if what I'm saying is correct. No matter what, there'll be a link in the doobly. It'll be at baconandeggsmedia.bigcartel.com. That's where it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also... You can also follow myself and Ethan on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at AmeriCarlin. That's America R-L-I-N. Link in the doobly-doo. Ethan's at WowNow. O's are zeros. Link in the doobly-doo. But you should really follow the podcast on Twitter. Now, that's at BaconAndEggs23. A lot of good stuff over there. We get, like, a lot of good stuff. A lot of dank D- memes. Dank. I say D-A-N-Q. dank. Like Belloc. Belloc. Dansh. Dansh memes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say a B emoji? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, you talking about B movie? Do you like jazz? <laughs> I wasn't there for that part of the internet. There uh, was no earthly reason why the honeybee should be able to fly. It's too fat and its wings are too small. Now, according uh, to all known laws of physics, that's it. Yeah. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you even more for donating. Uh, next week, we're talking about the Lego movie followed by the prestige and maybe dead poet society we haven't really gotten that far yet we've talked about it but that's probably what we've talked about it. that's probably what's next or we Whatever. can just keep it's pushing cool. off cool. the prestige until the end of time as we've been <laughs> so successful at doing so far <laughs> yes uh, our artwork is done by Vaishan Brandon our moderators on our discord are Ness Wenmayor and uh, Rachel Dickhausen our moderator on Facebook is Isabella Pearson thank you so much to all of y'all uh, and that's all I've got San Diego right Great, Tyler, you did a bang-up job there. I've been Ethan Edgehill, he's been Tyler Carlin, and until next week, Arrivederci. Americans, you're all the same. Always overdressing for the wrong occasions. And then, like, just hanging out for a while, and just doing that at, like, an IHOP. 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 IHOP.